Think real quick. Then I'm heading home, I find your deepest fears with this Google Let's call. Let's know it's AJD, but that's me. David Red Hobby, they all wanna out of grab, tell them get off me. Bitch, one way back, now she pleasing me. That's crazy, cause that's really how it be. Don't text my phone, it's on DD. I'll give you a tag, no DMV. Did what I want and would walk free. No, I can't even do that shit publicly. Everywhere I go, they take pics with me. Don't understand why they can't get to me. Don't understand why they can't step to me. My brother's been around, they rep with me. My brothers hang around and step with me. Welcome to a Halloween special um, to open this episode. I don't know why I'm going to name this episode. Let's begin with. I don't know well, if I'm going with Halloween special or like spooky nah. stories. Spooky yeah, spooky. Dookies. Spooky. No. Huh? Spooky dookies. No. Well, today. Spooky stories. I like spooky, spooky stories. stories. We're gonna spooky stories in the dark. Turn it off. Turn that shit off. Spooky stories in the dark. How do we do that? Do you, want, do you want me to just stand up and just unscrew it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're gonna we're gonna we're, we're gonna start this episode off with telling our own personal like childhood childhood mm-hmm. stories, mm-hmm. and then we're going to um, I don't know continue with other scary stories. Yeah, scary uh, or mine's really not that scary, scary, but yeah, messed up stories. Yeah, to get you guys in the spirit for Halloween. One of my favorite holidays. Halloween Facts. is my favorite. It's grown on holiday, me. bro. It has grown on me growing up. It it's grown on me so much. Not even like like as a kid. Don't get me wrong. Like I love trick or treating and going out and all that. Mm-hmm. But like, there's just something about the spirit of Halloween yeah. and the, no. the time of year that it's in. The weather, yeah, hoodie the, season, the, you know, oh, the mood man. of it. Like I can just comfortably now as a 19 year old. Chill in a hoodie and shorts on Halloween night, and just have the time of my and life. Just hang out and man. just literally be so and comfortable. Just hang out, bro. And uh, there's just something about like everything about like Halloween is just I, I love it. It's my favorite. What is that? Do you want to? Let's start off with you. What is your childhood? Ooh. Okay, are you wanting, like more of, like a scarier. <laughs> it's your childhood. Ooh. What if that's the name of the episode? Ooh. Oh, just literally Halloween. Ooh. Just look at the camera and go. Three, two, one, go. Ooh. <laughs> you gotta do it. <laughs> no. Nah. Oh, okay. All right, three, two, one. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> but, <laughs> are you guys wanting like a scarier story or just like something that I did that creeped out other people? That's just, what I'm gonna do. Okay, okay. However, you see. Okay. Fit, I'll tell. I'll. I'll follow Anthony then of like something that I did that creeped out other people. So I had an imaginary friend as a kid. Name. Name was Bika. Something so unique. Very, never very unique, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it wasn't like a John or a Did he, Toby. I, I never had a imaginary friend. Did he Toby. look a certain way to you? I don't remember this at okay. all. Like I don't remember anything. I don't think that so it was a girl. Mm. I don't think that she was ever in person with me. Because anytime I would ever communicate with her, I'd be on the phone. Mm. 
And so like, and as a kid, I never went back to my room. Never. I was always like right by my mom's side of like either in the living room. If she was back in her room, I was back in her room. You know, no matter what it was. Yeah. Same. Like if I got, if I got sent back to my room, I was back there for 10 minutes before I got out and I was like, mom, I'm bored. She was like, fine, whatever. Just <laughs> be quiet. Sit on the chair. So I would <laughs> grab a home phone, home phone, like a landline from somewhere in the house and just walk back to my room. Mm without telling anybody, trying to be as inconspicuous as possible. And I would sit on my bed facing the corner and just repeatedly say Bika into the phone. Okay. Like over Bika? and over, Bika? literally, Bika? literally, like Bika. My, my, yeah. sisters, my sisters would come into my How old? I was like four or five. Bika. Literally. Like I would just be Bika. sitting in the corner with the phone like Bika. Like both hands on the phone, like on my ear, and was just like Bika. Bika. And my like my sisters told my mom and then my mom found out about it and they just let it like go. Mom, David's and talking about it. Eventually to Bika, I just dude. eventually stopped. And they didn't tell me about it until I was like 13. And they were like, do you remember your imaginary friend Bika? And I was like, the fuck are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Who the, what the fuck is Bika? Bika but yeah, that's like, Bika. and it like creeped the shit out of both yeah. of my sisters and my mom. Because I want to say like, toward the end of whenever I was doing it was whenever like paranormal activity and all that shit started coming out. Whenever the kids had the imaginary friends that were the demons that would like possess the house and terrify everybody. So it terrified the fuck out of both of my sisters specifically because they were still like, I don't know if I was like five, my middle sister was nine, oldest sister was 11. So like right at the age where you still like full fledged believe that the shit that you see on TV is real. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And like movies are happening yeah. as you're watching them. Mm. So they were like, well, fuck, Ooh. we're dead. Ooh. Some demon named Bika is going to come in here and just moss on us. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that was something that I did as a kid that like terrified the okay. rest of my family. Okay. It was my imaginary friend Bika. Bika. That's Bika. So cool. And never held a conversation. Just literally repeatedly calling out to her. Bro sounded like a Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bika. You're so close to saying Pika. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What's your Okay. So I don't know how old I was. I might have to get some resources from my mom. And I was saying like five. And I had this imaginary friend named Roger. Hmm. And I don't remember him. It's like the same shit that yeah. happened with you. I don't remember it, but they told me when I was like 15. And so I used to play Hot Wheels on top of the refrigerator with Roger at the, in the middle of the on night. Top bro. Of the refrigerator. Hold on on top of the refrigerator. On top of the refrigerator. There, bro. Roger picked you up. <laughs> oh, holy shit. If oh, my, my son God. was doing that God. shit, if um, I just saw my son be like, Roger. <laughs> I would lose my foot and move out. Imagine your dad watching TV. Roger, Roger, on top of the refrigerator. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm, what, what the fuck? Pause the family feud real quick. Yeah. What the hell's going on over there? I'm not even talking. I'm leaving my house. I'm taking her on the corner and What's your mom's name? What's your mom's name? Stephanie. Stephanie, get your fucking job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stephanie, your what the, right who the fuck is Roger? <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck is Roger and why does he have a better relationship with my kids? Why, why, who's, why is Roger touching my child? <laughs> so, <laughs> so me and him would play Hot Wheels on top of the motherfucking refrigerator. Right. And then I've heard other things that I would tell him to get out when I was pissed off at him. I would scream, um, Get out, Roger, and throw Hot Wheels at the 
the back door. But knowing Anthony, he was like forced, so he came out. I was like, get out, my dude! Man, I was just mad. Throwing the And to, they said every, not every night, but damn near every night, like around midnight. You know, you know the sound of a ball rolling, like a baseball rolling on. Yeah. You know that sound? That yeah. noise. Yeah. Dude. They said you'd hear that in the attic. No way. No, I swear to God. Just a ball just mm-hmm. just rolling a little bit back and forth. And did you live on some sort of back and forth? There's no explanation for that. Think mm-hmm. like think about it. You know? Yeah. Why would the ball be going back and forth? Dude. Like like <laughs> that doesn't yeah. there's no explanation yeah. for that. Unless something Not my boy Roger. Yeah, unless Dang <laughs> <Can> it. <laughs> <laughs> you get up. Ooh. <laughs> I'm dipping. Fuck y'all. End this recording session. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just Roger throws him over his shoulder. So, before recording this episode, I told my parents about about it, and they reminded me about. How I go up to their room when we lived at my grandma's house. I guess uh-huh. we. I go up to their room, I knock, and I ask to go play basketball with my friend. Um, don't know his name, but I just ask to go play basketball. And I hold a basketball at like 3 a.m. at 3 a.m. and uh, um, my dad jokes around. He says that like he saw the basketball going up and like game bounced. One time, like, because the way the house is set up is, like, front door, right above his patio. And then out here is, like, just, like, a concrete, like, slab driveway, you mm-hmm. know, fenced off and then sidewalk. And mm-hmm. he said he went to the patio, like, one 5 a.m. morning before work. And because he thought it hurt something. And lo and behold, it's this ball just bouncing. And the thing is, the driveway's on the slant. So it's like bouncing away, like out of his view type shit. And he goes, I could have peeked and could have looked. And if he would have peeked, it would have been just a staircase made out of concrete. Uh That's just all ragged, ragged and fucked up from all these years of being there. Yeah. And it just leads to the dark driveway. And and down there is this other house that no one that is rented out now. But back then it wasn't. So mm-hmm. no one lived in that house. It was mainly a storage unit for my grandparents. And he said that he said that 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 next night when I asked to play basketball, he said that I, I sounded sad about it, like I don't know, like held back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he like he, but he was joking around. He was probably drunk. But yeah, that's my scary story. <laughs> uh, it's just yeah. basketball, and I hate basketball to this day. I hate playing it, but I will play it. No, he doesn't. I don't. I don't hate it. Okay. David, hit us off. So we all, so this is like our own personal scary stories that we like, not researched, but like researched. So this one was a YouTube video that I saw from, uh, so I got introduced to this guy on TikTok. Mm-hmm. His name is, is Mr. I think Mr. Ballin. Do you guys remember him? We, yeah. Told like, he's a fantastic storyteller. Was great on TikTok, told like great stories. Mm-hmm. In a minute. So this one is about, it's about a box. It's about a state, like demonic box. So this, this guy named Kevin, he owns this like antique shop and there's two floors to it. So the top floor is where they sell everything and the bottom floor, it's a much bigger room, but it's for like storage. 
where they keep all the stuff until they price it and then they bring it up to the top floor. So he he owns this like antique shop and he only has one female employee. That's the only employee that he has. And one day he goes out to this state fair so that way he can you know look around, get some new stuff for the antique shop. And um, he goes out and he go he gets to the uh, state fair. And the lady that the, like, the house is at, she had just recently died. Okay. So they're selling all of her belongings and they have everything kind of bundled together in lots. Mm-hmm. So the lot that he ends up bidding on is lot 29. Cause he sees a couple things in that lot that he thinks that he could turn around and sell. Sees a couple tools that he was like, these are cool. Turn Ooh, around and sell He He flip flop. Yeah. Bro. He's switching. But then he sees this box. Mm-hmm. What does it look like? I'll get into that in a second. Mm-hmm. So he sees this box and the box like really kind of draws him toward it. Cause it, it looks like a very interesting box. It's just ba- like, it's like two like opening cabinet doors and then a drawer down below, but it's got a, it's got a padlock on it. Mm-hmm. So he bids on the lot, he wins the bid and he, he gets it. How much was the bid do you remember? Uh, they, they didn't say in the story. All, they, all that they say is just that he paid for, or like he put a bid in, he won it, he's loading everything into his car. Oh. He's loading everything into his car, and as he's leaving, somebody comes up to him and goes, ah, I see you went with the, uh, I forget the name of the box, but it's like, it's a specific- um, Divic box. Divic box, yeah. yes. They say, uh, oh, I see you went with the Divic box. And he, he gets very uh, like intrigued at that point, because a, a Divic, is something that like as a kid he was very like supposed to like stay away from it's like a safe like not satanic but like a demonic presence i i've almost. heard about divic boxes I've, yeah i've tried to buy one of them that you're an idiot yeah an i idiot. know i know but uh, <laughs> i know but like a like a divic and like demons and all of that like in this man's culture like he's supposed to stay very far away from mm-hmm and his mom would always like warn him about like, oh, stop doing that. The divics are gonna get you. Mm. So as soon as he heard that turn, he was like, oh shit. So then he asked the girl about the padlock. He's, and she goes, well, I don't know. My grandma, which was the woman that just died, was hers. The divic box was hers. She said, well, I don't know. All we know is just that we would ask her about it and she would just go. To us, and then not say anything else, and we don't know why. And so I was very confused at that point. So yeah, I was like, "What the fuck does that mean?" Come on, can I touch the box? And so, come on, guys, touch the box. Whoa, stop, stop, please. But then, so he he loads it all up. He brings it back to the antique shop, and he brings it down to the to the bottom floor where they keep all the storage and everything he puts it on the desk and he doesn't want to damage the box but he wants to get inside of it because he wants to know if there's things inside that he can also sell right. mm-hmm. because it's literally just labeled at at the lot mystery box oh yeah of course you so yeah he you wants to open it shit. to see if yeah. he can turn around and sell some stuff so he doesn't want to break the box because he wants to sell it. So he takes a screwdriver and pries it behind the lock until it pops open. So the Divic box, how it works, is whenever the top two like, cabinet drawers open, the bottom drawer also slides open. Mm. 
because in the middle of like the top compartment is like this really intricate mechanical device that pushes the bottom drawer out. So he looks at the bottom drawer and he just sees a bunch of like, like an old like wine chalice, like a couple locks of hair, just some bullshit. A couple locks of hair? Yeah. And he just sees some bullshit and he was like, eh, this is just an old lady's, you know, memorabilia, valuables, but it's not valuable to yeah, me. A little, little, Whatever. Did it look like a little, um, shrine? Yes. Yeah. There was, there was a, yeah, there was like a yeah. little, like, kind of like tombstone shrine. Yeah, some shit with, like that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, you know what? Whatever. Cool. Leaves it in the bottom floor. Couple days later, nothing really happens. Like, through like a couple of days. He then leaves one morning because he's gonna go to another like garage sale, another estate fair, to see if he can buy some more things. The girl that is working for him is like, okay, cool. I'm gonna go downstairs and like stay at the store, see, bring some things up and everything. So she goes down to the basement where all the stuff is. And so the, the way that they painted the picture of this basement, it's very like dark, not dingy, but like, classic horror movie-esque like basement, basement yeah where like it's very very cobwebs faint lighting yeah. the top lights like only like one or two of them work you gotta click them well they're they're like long tube fluorescent lights what? so or, like you know those like long like tube lights um, they're those like the type of and, scene of the, uh, yeah the you know, weed factory yeah <laughs> yeah so the way that they described it was like they were a pain in the ass to replace. Mm. So they would wait until there was only like one, two, three left on before they were like, okay, we gotta replace all these. So whenever she went down that day, there was only like two that were on at this point. So it was very, very dark down there. Right. So she goes down there. She's been down in this basement a lot. She's worked there for a long time. She knows exactly where, you know, she, this is like a second like home to her essentially. So she's down there, she's picking stuff up. She's looking at things that she's gonna bring up to sell. And she just can't shake this feeling that somebody's watching her. Okay. Mm -hmm. So she starts to get super sussed out. And so she like, is kind of like, she's, she's fucking tripping at this point. Yeah. Then the phone rings from across the room. They had a little, little landline down in the basement. So that kind of snaps her back into reality, you know, whatever. She walks back over to the phone, answers it's one of her friends. She's gonna stop by the antique shop, cool, blah, blah, blah. Then while she's on the phone with her friend, you, you know like the sound of like a broom smacking on like a concrete floor? Yeah. Of like a broom laid up against a wall and it's just like shh. And it like bounces. And it yeah. yeah, and like mm -hmm. bounces and That's what she hears space. across the room. Mm. So then she's like, hold on, let me call you back to a friend. Hangs up. She starts kind of like investigating the situation. Because there's only one way in, one way out to this basement. Nobody came in behind her. The door was locked after Kevin, the guy who owned it, had left. Like, there was no way anybody could be in. Right. So she's walking through and everything and she can't like she just doesn't understand what's going on at this point. So then she hears a, a massive crash from like the opposite side of her, like kind of by the phone where she was. So now she's like scared shitless. She's like, whatever, I'm done. So she tries booking it out. And then a chair flies from one of the like in between one of the shelves out to the middle where she's running to like block her way out. So she ends up hurtling this chair, <laughs> runs up the stairs, right? Yeah, like while I'm listening to this, I was like, holy fuck, this yeah. is like track star yeah. type shit. She hurdles the chair, gets up the stairs, just to her fucking horror, 
of the door that she came through, there was another metal door attached to it that can only be locked from the outside. Right. That door is now shut and locked. So she is locked down there with, she thinks that there's somebody down there with her. Yeah. Someone That's fucking with her. Yeah. Just someone fucking with her, bro. Turning off lights and shit, yeah. throwing shit at her, and she just can't see. And this whole time, like the tube lights from the, from the ceiling are falling down and breaking, right. and crashing. Mm, yeah. So she's like really starting to panic at this point. So she calls Kevin, Kevin only a block away. He gets back and goes downstairs and like nothing's wrong with the first floor, but in the basement, she's just sitting at the desk like emotionless. And he was like, he's like, what the fuck happened? She was like, I honestly don't know how to describe it to you. He looks around, doesn't see anybody. So he blames her and she, and he goes, did you do this? She said, fuck you left she quit that same day i would immediately immediately been like yeah it was her yeah yeah right yeah so then Tried the guy all things the kevin the guy that bought the dude. bought it yeah. brought it home and was going to give it to his mom as a birthday gift so his mom rips open the packaging and sees the box before he has time to explain what it is he gets a phone call he leaves the room and his mom opens it and is like pushed backwards and has to sit down because of this insane feeling of dread as soon as she opens it. And Kevin's still on the phone as he's watching his mom go into a massive stroke. And In a so, fucking box? Yeah. That's insane. Because of the box. And so Kevin still doesn't really understand like what's going on at this point. But his mom is like paralyzed because of the stroke, like panning her eyes over to the box and back at Kevin. So that's the only body part she can move. Kevin eventually figures it out. He's like, fuck this, I'm selling this. He puts it out on the floor. Instantaneously, this young couple comes by and buys it. Two days later, that he's like he has a knock at his antique shop, and it's put back in there with a note on it that says, this has a very strong, like, malevolent presence to a it. Very strong fucking vibe to this yeah. box. Put so this now, box Kevin's like fucking panicking. Yeah. Because he understands like, okay, Two strangers just confirmed my prior fears. All right, we're back. Sorry about that. So, two strangers essentially just confirmed his fear. Yeah, and which is crazy because if you ever see a box or something like that, and I don't know, it's like your primal instinct is to open it and in. find what's inside. Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying towards something dangerous. Yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah. has that ever happened to you? I, I, I get, like, I has never, not personally, not to me, but like, I, I think I could kind of understand what they're saying as like, they see something that, I don't know, they truly, the presence? yeah, like they truly feel like, oh my God, like this shit, this shit is, this, this shit brings some pressure on me yeah. whenever I walk past it. This, yeah. this isn't, it's unsettling. Yeah, this cabinet, like out of everything in this store right now, this cabinet is making me feel uncomfortable, but continue. I've never felt that way. Yeah, me neither. We should, I want I want to go out seeking for things like that. Haunted shit? Yeah. So there's a there's a couple sick. guys later in the story that are exactly like you. So okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna speed through the like second half of this story. If you wanna like truly get in depth, go to Mr. Ballin's YouTube channel and look up this box will kill you. Or TikTok. Or TikTok, either one. Great storyteller. So Absolutely. The guy, Kevin, that has the box then just says fuck it and puts it on eBay. Mm. And this guy buys it like instantly. And so he gets it and everything. And so some like serious demonic shit starts happening. He's like, fuck it. So he puts it on eBay, he sells it to these two college kids <laughs> that buy it because they like 
are really into that, like demonic yeah, shit. I literally that. almost bought and one last kid, year. One kid has a blog about it. Mm. We have a podcast. Mm. And so, yeah. Mm. Haunted podcast. So bro. they buy it. And so they open it. Or no, they just have it on the room and like nothing really is happening with it. And so they get like super upset about it and they're like, whatever. But it's not until they start having parties at their house. People are spilling things on it, opening it and closing it. That shit really starts to kick up very fast. So imagine, imagine having teenagers fucking on your, on your, bruh, on your nah, like trying, bro. Like so first what? off, like all their technology starts fucking up. Like one of the dudes' laptops is just fried. Mm. Wow. Their Xbox won't turn on in their house, but if they bring it over to a friend's house, works perfectly. Yeah. And then like the other thing that stuck with me was like anytime they wanted to like put something in the toaster, they put it down would like instantly incinerate it. No mm. way. Just like. Gone. That's horrifying. Right? Actually, with See, the capital they get video size. evidence? But these, I don't know, but these guys didn't like connect it with the box yet. They just like thought that this was all like inconvenient Which is actually stupid dumb as fuck, as right? Hell. Oh, my so toaster dumb. just fried. Yeah. My oh, my dumb. toaster just literally crumbled my bread. Can't be the demonic box. What setting is it on? It's not plugged in. <laughs> no, this shit my, ain't plugged my in. My Mac just got fucking. Fried. And the thing, what well, what doesn't make sense is they go online, they see mm. Divic. Dem- yeah, demonic box and all right. this other shit. And they're like, that I really want. I'm interested. In mm-hmm. Buy it. Has it in their house. Shit happens, bro. What has happened? Yeah. What is the explanation? So creepy ass box. Then <laughs> the, what really connected box. it with them box. <laughs> was uh, their light bulbs kept like bursting in their house, to where they they like as soon as they would replace it, two hours later it would. Wow, explode. that would get expensive. expensive. And so they just stopped replacing light bulbs. Or you so save a house, lot of money. So their house was always dark as shit. This is a ghost. This is a right? cheap ghost. This is a so, cheap ass ghost. The yeah, one of the guys like this would fucking horrify me. One of the guys started Wait, having sorry. So the the house was just dark. Yes, just the entire fucking yeah. time. So one of the guys like was so like enveloped in this box, I guess, that he started having permanent hallucinations mm. of in both of his like peripheral visions would be this old lady that would just follow him around everywhere. Mm. Like no matter which way he looked. It would be in both of his eyes, just slightly out of sight of this old lady standing right here. And so <laughs> he started getting super fucking paranoid about it until they finally said, fuck it. They sold it to another like professor in Missouri. And so this guy bought it, brought it to his word. We got to, is this still in Missouri? I'll get to that in a second. Oh, well, I was going to say, we got to go search They it. bought it or the, the professor bought it, uh, brought it to his work was telling everybody about it and they were all just like, ah, like cool, whatever. Everybody in the office started getting sick. All of their computers started shutting down and they were like, get that thing out of this fucking place. Like it's not good. He puts it in his truck, brings it home, but just leaves it in the bed of his truck, like shut in the bed of his truck. His truck's gonna be fried. So that first (laughs) night he goes to bed and the layout of the house is like as soon as you walk in there's like a staircase over here you go up the stairs keep going straight there's a bathroom turn left is the master bedroom okay. and he lays on the bed like furthest away from the door and like on the foot of the bed the far wall 
there's a big ass window with like a street light right outside. So it's like, it's always pretty lit in their mm. room with like this like orangey yellowish glow. So he's, he lays down in bed and then he like, it's like a sleep paralysis moment of he can't move, mm. but he can move his eyes. So he hears this like methodic pattern footsteps up the stairs. And then there's this like definite dark figure that walks into his room. And so he can see that this is a very like solid figure by the yellow glow into the room. Right. So the yellow, so the figure walks up to the bed, walks down to the foot of the bed. Once it hits the middle of the foot of the bed, looks at him. And it's just this like old lady which is like just like a demonic black face old lady like in, like classic like what's a, what's a demonic movie that you can think <laughs> of that it like zooms in on like the face of a demon <laughs> yeah. demonic movie <laughs> what's what's like the grudge there's um like girlish nah like it's just a demon just a demon, yeah. Like, like, she a, like insidious. Like when, yeah, when, yeah, yeah, yeah. when the devil is or yes. devilish, something like that, that. Is right behind. But it, it, but the the figure had like a, a like a, a hood, drape a cloak. Over. So you didn't see you, it until it was at the foot of the bed. You know what's funny about ghosts like that? Don't don't fucking joke me in the comments, bro. But I be I be up late at night doing my ghost my ghost search, bro. Uh -huh. Really, and ghosts like that are sometimes the most dangerous ghosts to encounter. Some people who ghosts who cover their faces are covering their faces for a reason. They cover their head. They're covering their head for a reason. It's just not just so happened that they died with the hood well, over their head. So as soon as they make eye contact, this demonic figure sprints over to where his head is mm. and looks down at him. And then pushes his eyeballs in to his head. This is a dream? And he wakes up from this right. to his wife grabbing his shoulders and shaking him. I would have flipping out in his bro, sleep. I would have messed her yes, up. Bro. I would have messed her up, bro. So then he tells her, or like, well, no, he doesn't tell her what happened yet. He's just, he's like, whatever, cool. Goes to sleep that night. Goes bro, back just to imagine work. that, like, it's peaceful, uh, not peaceful. You're just like fucking horrified at the foot of your bed, looks up at you. You're like a sweat, and that just sprints at you. Yes, that oh, and you can't, you, you can't move bro. your body. You can't move. And then it stands over top, bro. So would I? Would I? Would I? Can't, yes. Just, already, would I see people sprint? I'm already like, ooh. Well, when I see people sprint at me, here's where it gets fucking freaky as shit. He goes into lap bathroom right there. He goes into his bathroom. And he looks at his eyes, and there's red circles around his eyes, Damn. and the whites of his eyes have blood in them, so they're bloodshot as fuck. No way, so, yeah. bro. So then he goes to work the next day, comes back home, and he's going to do some like some kind of research with it. So he's just chilling, watching TV with his son, and his son goes, hey, dad, who's that? Mm. And points behind him. The dad turns around. Mom with the cookies. The dad turns around and sees the same figure that pushed his eyeballs in. But this is real now. Like this isn't like a sleep process dream. None of that shit. This is real now. Like the son saw it. Son's confirmed. This bitch is in the living room. This bitch is in real this life. This girl's now. in the living room, bro. So Mom. <laughs> <laughs> you Mom? Mom? <laughs> Mom? Mommy? I'm sorry. Mom? Mommy? 
So Sorry. then the guy like grabs his, his son and his wife and they leave. He explains everything to her. And then um, they're like, what the fuck? They, uh, so James is the guy that has the box like with the lady that like pushed his eyeballs in. James calls Kevin, the original owner of the box. No way. Yes. Traces it all the way back, calls Kevin. And then they like plot on how to stop this thing. Say so then Kevin goes back to where he bought it from, talks to like the the dead woman that he like that was hers, bought it from. She explains the whole backstory of like back before like World War II, they lived in Poland. Mm. They used to do a bunch of like seances and shit. They released this demon, but they released it into that box, waxed it shut and everything, and then she was like, I hope you didn't open it. And he was like, I opened it. The person I sold it to opened it. The person they sold it to opened it. The person they sold it to opened it. How the fuck do we stop Matter this? of fact, it even says mystery box on the yeah. front of it. And she goes, she goes, we well, got to get a rabbi. So they get a rabbi. They get it back in the you box. You got to be Jewish. And then <laughs> and since 2003, whenever they locked that box back up, they have hidden it to where nobody knows where it's at. That was the year I was born. And yeah, so oh, since, and since 2003, Kevin, James, the two college kids, like none of them Haven't have had them. any like demonic or any like presence or anything. They've just lived normal lives since then. then you, we um, need to go searching for it. But yeah. yeah, since 2003, that box has been like waxed shut and everything. And oh, we should, we should we, bro, we need to find track it down to what state it was in. I mean, not what county and all that it was in. And then we need to look for mystery boxes. No, and so, I say so, we, we interview that uh, professor that was. That'd be cool. Yeah. Future episode. But yeah. <laughs> Coming real soon. <laughs> That's my story. Alright boys. Ladies, gentlemen. Germans. Irish. Scottish. <laughs> all y'all. All y'all. Aliens. Extraterrestrials. Skeletons. Demons. <laughs> I know that one motherfucking demon is watching us that in that box right He's listening. That skeleton's out there cracking jokes. He's pissed off me. <laughs> <featured>. <laughs> he ain't getting a shot. Tag me in the comments. All right, yeah. All right so I'm going to talk about like a more less demonic. More or less. Um, more and it's more of like a, a fucked up case. Who, I mean, I think it's like the police's fault. We'll determine that. To yeah. the end. We'll determine but that. But that's my, yeah, that's hot take on it right now. So okay. where do I begin? There's this couple named Ryan and I don't remember his girlfriend but Ryan's the main main dude of the story and then Ryan's dad Ryan's dad and the girlfriend were going to go on a trip for Christmas they were going to go on a nice trip and they didn't show up come present day who didn't show up the dad um, and no Ryan and his girlfriend to the dad's house yes mm. and so the dad's like yo this is like planned and they're not picking up. Like, I'm gonna send the police for a welfare check just to make everything, make sure everything's cool. So the police get there, Ryan opens it up. And then he has a black eye, fucked up face, and there's a girl laying in the back. The police could see, right? The police are like, yo, what's, you good? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, bro, what your eye is fucked up, something on your face, and there's a lady on your couch that looks hurt. What's going on? And he's like, saying, I don't know, real, what word am I looking for? Just not, he, clueless. He's just real clueless on what's going on. And he's like, I don't know. 
And then so they finally get in there. He just lets them in after talking not senselessly. They go in and she's dead. Bullet hole in her head. This one? Yes. Damn. On the couch, dead. Yeah, I guess. And then, right. yeah, so they're, they put him, lock his ass up because mm-hmm. he looks sus as fuck, obviously. Yeah. My boy Ryan just killed this woman. And then it looks like it. And then, so they get him in there, get him in the fucking, take her body. They get the crime scene set up and they go back to the interrogation office. Boy, one key detail that you're missing is that he was in the cop car waiting throughout the entire time they're coming. Mm-hmm. So he was in this cop car for like six hours. Mm-hmm. Damn, waiting mm-hmm. to go to the end. And around five, they got to um, the interrogation office and uh, an officer is named Dalton. And so he starts off real nice and he's like, so, so like what happened? You know, what's going on? And senselessly, he's just talking, I don't know. I really don't remember. And he's just starts saying a little bit of information here and there, but then he goes back to, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, and before Dalton even comes in, he's sitting there uncuffed. The table, there's there's handcuffs on the table, mm-hmm. well, attached to the table. And he's just sitting there for a couple minutes, six minutes, and then he just handcuffs himself, right? And then out of nowhere, he just gets up, walks, it tugs him back, and he just goes and sits back down. Doesn't even, doesn't even try, and then- Like an picks, animal? Yeah, like, <laughs> like he like looks at it, and then he sits back down. <laughs> and, then, and then he walked back and sat back down. And then he picked up a blank piece of paper and then looked at it. And then that's all on cam, yeah. It was blank. And he was just in there reading that shit. He was, he looked at the glasses here. <laughs> he was in that shit now. But and then now Dalton comes in a couple minutes later and then now he starts asking questions. Like the questions I said, like, yo, what's going on? And he's like, I don't know. And so now the cop's starting to get frustrated, right? He's like, you're talking to me senseless. And then now Ryan's feeling like pressured, obviously. Now the cop's starting to be more aggressive and he now he's starting out to spit more key details. He's like, I don't know, Richie and his grandfather, I don't know, I don't know, they had bows and arrows. <laughs> I don't, and then Dalton's like, what are you talking about? Why the bows and arrows? There's a dead girl on your couch, Ryan. The bullet hole There's, in her and, and he's like, no, they had revolvers. And then he's like, no, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Talks about Richie a little bit more. And then now Dalton's fucking pissed. And now, yeah, he's like, there's a, there's a dead girl on the couch that you killed. Ryan, what's going on? And then at that point, Ryan's just fucking out of it. And Dalton's like, wait, tell me more about it. And he's like, yeah, they came in the back, shot me. I was laying on the ground dead. He was like, you you weren't shot. You would be dead right now. And Ryan was like, that's what I thought. And then he was like, but there's a dead girl. How do you not know she's dead? Did you call the police? He was like, no, I let her sleep. He was like, you let her sleep for two days? <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. What's going on? I'm then, trying to help you out, bro. And, then, and then at this point, Dalton's like, T, takes a step back, thanks. And then he looks at Ryan's face, right? Mm-hmm. Turns it a little bit. Turns it the other way, right? And then he's like, hold up, I'll be back. 
because he actually had bullet holes through his nose. One was through this side of the nose into his eyeball, lost in his brain. There was four exit wounds on his face. He got shot three times. One just went out somewhere. Do you remember the third one? Um, one was, I think two was in his, one was mm -hmm. in his nose, one was in his nose, and one was in his left eye where yeah. he had the bruise. Mm -hmm. And then some other one. But that knocked off a piece of skull. Yeah. I know, yeah, like it, there were six pieces of skull that was lodged in the brain. It was bleeding. It was horrible. Maybe I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm stupid. How would they not see that off rip? Dude, because they, okay, so at the end of it, he was like, it's all because the cops jumped to conclusions. True. They seen a dead girl on his couch. This man was beat up so they they uh, automatically thought that they got into an altercation she hit him and he's still like starstruck that okay. he just killed a woman okay because that's I, what they and i remember you saying he had a fucked up face mm -hmm. but Off okay rip. that makes that makes more sense like okay and you like yeah and are you done no okay so back to okay so yeah he discovered it and he's like oh shit this man's a victim and so richie he brought him up a couple of times. Richie and his grandfather were pissed off at him because they were in a duplex, four of them. No, three of them. Richie, the girlfriend, and Ryan. Uh -huh. And Richie kept trying to get with her, the girlfriend. And Ryan was like, bro, that shit's not gonna work. Get out. So they kicked him out and Ryan, Richie was fucking pissed, obviously, because he came back with a revolver with his grandpa. With his grandpa. And they crept into the backyard Ryan was in the kitchen, and you know, kitchens with like the big old sliding glass door into the backyard. Yeah. And he sees him creeping up and he tries to close it, but both of them, they barely get it open. He sticks a revolver and shoots him three times, point blank in the face. Ryan. That motherfucker lives? Yes. Bro, yeah. bro. Uh huh. I and don't then know they. What's, uh, and then the Richie goes up and just, bah, one shot to the head, kills the girlfriend, and then they take some shit back. And then Ryan, he gets up a couple hours later. And bleeding, his skull bleeding in worst condition possible, bro. So how is this man alive? He has a bullet lodged in his brain with skull pieces in there. Yeah, just, and then he was like, just moseying throughout the house. He was literally walking cluelessly around the fucking house for two days, bleeding nonstop, watching his girlfriend thinking she was sleeping because she was just on the couch, because, like, you gotta, lifeless. Yeah, you gotta think, uh, once those bullets Enter the brain, yeah. brain don't you work, yeah, like bro. Does. Your brain they had to take you, out four pieces of brain, yeah, and both of his eyeballs, yeah, to help him because they it was it took two days and he was in the interrogation for like another six hours, something like that. And in the cop car for, mm -hmm. for like six hours as well. And they said, like, I don't as time progressed, the worse it got, mm -hmm. so it, so yeah, and then. So he lived that, no eyeballs, missing a couple pieces of brain. He needed to live with his parents. And his parents, they were divorced previously. So he had to live with them. They were gonna be his caretakers. And they didn't take good enough care I mean, for him. And he died how many years later? I don't even remember. And I think it was, was it 03? Something like that. I think it was 03 too. <laughs> bro. Good for you to be born, bro. Yeah. In 03, he died because it all the he had a seizure. Yeah, the yeah. seizure led up be all because of his brain chip. All of the damages was from that seizure. 
I mean that. Damn. Yeah. That brain damage that he he ended up taking. developing. Yeah. Poor guy. He was 18 years old. 18 years old. When this all take place. Our age. He's our age. You're older than him. You're older than him when it happened to you. Imagine that shit happened to you last year. It's awful. Damn. Mm -hmm. So I'm going. It's my turn now. <laughs> I got my journal out. <laughs> so I, I got have you guys ever heard of like like when 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 forest rangers go out to a forest and they see scary shit yeah you know, i have not but i mean i i get you that know, makes sense like yeah. and they quit their job especially a forest yeah so this was this is more of like a security guard in a way like, like a, a cop, forest keeper like not not even a forest keeper it's a building Park ranger, <laughs> a security guard. It's, it's not a security guard. It's like a bodyguard. He's a cop. Shut up. He's a cop. CSI, secret agent, FBI. He's a he's a cop, and he mainly like officer, captain, uh, lieutenant. He's he patrols like different different buildings, and he today or the day of this when I'm speaking of in 2006, this guy named Dave Murphy. He uh, he was patrolling Capital. Fuck off. He was patrolling Capital City Theater with this guy named Morgan Matthews. Um, they met August first. I'm giving you guys a timeline and everything. Um, what year? 2006. So it was three years after we were born. Four years after you, in a way. Um, so to describe the building, there's the first floor and this is a control room. That's kind of like where they keep the cameras awful cameras they can't see at night um their screens are like uh, how you would imagine a control room five nights at Freddy's. i was literally about to say like five, five nights, nights at Freddy's. Freddy's. yeah Some basically um but there's two of them um so um they do their these things beginning and end of their shift called the rounds where they control the buildings there's four floors including the basement so basement first Second, third, third. Okay. and um, they do their rounds. They go to the basement. They remember. Dave remembers saying or feeling that the basement was very big, massive ass basement. Mm -hmm. There was a grand piano in the middle of the basement, and as soon as you exit the elevator, only one elevator. You look to your left, massive hallway, just longest hallway you could fucking see with doors. Right, same thing. So it's just that, and that's it. Mm -hmm. just empty. Basement. He they and then they go to the first floor, second floor, third floor, so on and so forth. Um, on the 9th of August, um, Dave goes on his first I don't know his first run on himself. Mm -hmm. um, he he's making mental notes saying how Morgan, the other guy, was so cold and lifeless. Like he was just he would just do his job. He wouldn't speak. He'd be like, "Be sure to do this. Be sure to do that." Oh, I was like, is this motherfucker dead? No, <laughs> he's just dead ass. Like he's cold in his heart. Um, he does his first round by himself, um, and and um, sorry, and he he remembers he's about to last floor, third floor. He's about to go into a room. And he turns on the lights and looks through it, whatever. Turns them off, and as he's about to leave, the bathroom door behind him slams mm. and he's like damn he registers that in he goes hey matthews look on the screens i think we have an intruder keep that note they only refer to what they see as intruder nothing else mm -hmm. he goes we think i think there's an intruder 
he check Matthew checks the screen, nothing's on the screen. Um, and then Dave approaches the door and he's like, well, if he's not on the screen, that, that means he's inside. And then he's like, okay. And then he's like, but that door can't shut. There's hydraulics, there's hydraulic little things on it. You know how like a door, like when you, you know how, you know how hydraulics are. Whenever you try to slam it, it slows it down. Like a classroom door. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the type yeah, of door yeah. I'm talking okay. about where it just does, it slows down as it. Yeah, so like the, no the slam, air slam No slam, slam proof. The air compressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, so how did it fucking slam? So he's like, so maybe there's someone that inside. That fucking yeah. built. For real. And he's like, maybe there's someone inside. He draws his pistol and he goes inside. No one's inside to his surprise. Badass motherfucker. Yeah. For real. But could, that's his couldn't job. Couldn't be me. Yeah. And, um. What? Oh, that mean? That's that fucking stop on that motherfucking thing on my hip. <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> but it's stop on that motherfucker. They end up going through the whole building because it's protocol. That's, that's their job. Yeah. And yeah. as they're going through the first floor, um, they sees through the first floor window that the lights on the second floor are on. The one that he, they just left. Uh-huh. The one that they what kind of building is this? It's like, like what's a, in the floor? It's like a theater. It's like so the first floor is just like kind of like a lobby. Second floor is offices. Third floor is offices. And the first floor there's a auditorium. There's a rehearsal room in the basement. Mm. Um, this and that. There's a stage in the auditorium. It's like a, like a theater, bro. It's a massive theater back then. So a lot of floors, this and that, kind of more modernized. I don't know. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, on August 11th. Morgan Morgan is alone and thinks he he hears whispering. He's alone in the control room. So Morgan is the cold-hearted. Yeah, he's the one. Yeah, he's the one that's been like, I don't know. He's he's done this before. He's mm-hmm. he's he's not new to what's going on. He, yeah. I was gonna say he he's a, a, a old head. Yeah, he and yeah. he he's at the control room, and he hears whispering to his right, and he gets up, and he follows it. He goes Mistake to the hallway. Number one. And he, he, he goes, he says how they, they just kept on getting further. And as he walked, the further they went. And then he reached the hallway where if he took a right, there'd be a stairwell. Mm-hmm. And then he heard more whispering from the stairwell. He walks towards the stairwell and the whispering is gone. Now he hears coughing. Like someone's dying coughing. Like someone, like someone's suffocating coughing. Yeah. He goes downstairs, pistol drawn, and he goes down. <laughs> someone's having a stroke. Bro, bro. Bah! Oh, like he's on edge. Like, cause who would it be? Facts. And nothing. He's downstairs and he, he smells smoke. He smells smoke. Oh. In the basement. He's in the basement right now. Mm-hmm. He, he smells smoke directly from the door right next to him. Mm. He goes in, not, nothing's on fire, mm-hmm. and he searches the whole basement, nothing's on fire, but his nose is stuffed with with just the smell of something burning. Yeah. And and whatever. He goes back, he locks everything up, he calls it a day. Um on September 4th, Dave walks into the building, kind of more towards the morning, and he or towards the night. Like around 10. And um, he hears three guys talking that work at the building. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the guys, there are three of these guys, or they're, they're, all three of them were talking about ghosts, 
specifically about that building. And um, and there's this guy named Blair, and he said one day at 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. while he was working, he um, he heard um, that an elevator engine start running, and the elevator, and he he kind of peeked out of his office. It doesn't work. <laughs> They don't have an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> he peeked out his office, and down the hall, the uh, the the light on top of the elevator is going up to his floor. He's on the third floor. It's going up to his. Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh, okay. Well, wait. Who's here? No one. He's the only one. He's supposed to be the only one in that building. It's 10 p.m. Everyone's supposed to be out." And he's like, okay, maybe there's a maintenance. Maybe this is a scheduled thing that the elevator does. Elevator opens. No one comes out. He's staring at this elevator. And the elevator starts ringing off this alarm. Like someone's in between the elevator holding it open. You know how alarms do that alarm (laughs) thing? And he goes up to the elevator to see what it is. Nothing's in the elevator. So he steps in. And then the doors close. He turns around and he says that B was pressed already for basement. The elevator goes down. When the elevator stops at the basement, the doors open and he steps out. He said it took him the utmost courage to scream out, is anyone there? Well, yeah. And he screamed, is anyone there? He looked down the right. He looked down the left. Nothing. He could barely even see the piano. Everything's off. Um, and that's I, that's the story he told Dave that, you know, that works there now. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so, back, so back to what I was saying. Um... So they end up inviting a friend of Dave's and named Greg, fucking Greg, and Gregory, Gregory, and Gregory. I don't know. They just wanted a third view that they weren't going insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they invite him as like a little tour around the the theater, and as soon as they begin the tour, they go to the basement, start from the ground up, and in the basement, as soon as the elevator opens. They turn right, and the door at the very end of the right hallway is open. <laughs> they all three go, and they they reach for the door. Dave reaches for the doorknob, and it slams shut. Imagine your homies invite you for a tour of something. And that you get that. And, that's your and they knew that shit was gonna happen too. Yeah, they yeah. just hey bro, come back yeah. to this they, theater, they bro. set him up as for failure, bro. <laughs> and Greg, fuck, fake ass friends, bro. And um, they this is this happened September fifteenth, and um, so Greg, he um, they what am I starting to say? The door closes, the doorknob starts to just shake in a way, like vibrate, mm-hmm. and. They open. It stops. They open to check out what's happening, and as soon as they enter, Greg immediately. They both Dave and, and Matthews has their pistols drawn. Yeah. 
and they're just referring to him as an intruder. Greg pissed himself right now, bro. Yeah, bro. He, not, nothing to protect him with. Yeah, bro. Intruder, the two pistols out. He's like, ah! <laughs> He's screaming, bro. He pissing himself right now. <laughs> and as soon as they walk in, Greg immediately says, there's someone in the corner. And as soon as some, as soon as Dave Matthew points their pistol, it's gone. Day Greg leaves. Um, Greg leaves. Yeah. Well, after I mean, like after that encounter. Oh, I was like, bro. Greg just said fuck this and like left by himself. Well, afterward, yeah. Okay. And he later that day, um, they were reviewing. Uh, well, I, I guess Dave was going out around and and Matthews was going through the cameras because. On September 15th, they got new cameras. Mm -hmm. These cameras were infrared. They can see through the dark. They can move mm -hmm. everything. These cameras are high tech. It's about time. About fucking time, right? Yeah. He He's pointing, He's or I guess he's monitoring the, the camera that's pointed towards the auditorium, mm -hmm. mainly the seats. Mm -hmm. And in front of the seats, there's kind of like this glass. Behind that, I don't know if it's like a glass, I don't know, like a doorway sort of. There's this guy in all red. And he's like, what is that? He's signature. Yeah. What is it? It's all red. He thinks he sees someone. Mm -hmm. Then this thing turns. And he sees eyes. He sees hot spots that are eyes. Eyes. This thing rises and just floats up. <laughs> That day, that day, Matthew quits. Matthew says, I don't want to work at this theater no more. I'm done. <laughs> Fuck dude. yeah, I know. What dude. is that? Yeah. <laughs> dude, Roger came back. Roger came back, picked that motherfucker up, and left. Hey, I'm God. Me and Roger, we'd be out. We'd be in passenger seat every time I'd be driving. Um, Sometimes driver. So, Matthew quits. <laughs> um, It's... <laughs> It's Dave's turn, right? <laughs> what happened? What did you say? I said, that motherfucker Roger always did my passenger seat. He said, sometimes he be driving. Finger rules are doing this thing. You're going to see my car pass your house. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody in that bitch. That shit taking left turn. something in it, too. <laughs> but, so, next day, it's Dave's turn. You're going to be playing little that fucking thing. It's Dave's turn, and he's uh -huh. by himself. Like nobody's watching no, cameras. Nobody's watching cameras. Nothing. He's watching cameras, and he has to go go on runs by himself. So mm. does he know what happened? I mean, no, no. Morgan didn't want to tell him because it it completely. What why, a dick. why would you tell him? Why wouldn't? Because you tell no him? matter what, he has to go in tomorrow. Why? Because he why can't, can't he also quit? I mean, I don't know. It just I don't know. You got I don't know. Because I don't know. You sound crazy saying that. You sound nuts as But fun. they both experienced. Yeah, but, but then again, they only refer to this thing as an intruder. Not as hey, a- Bro. Me, hey, bro. So, I quit today. <laughs> I've seen the intruder <laughs> levitate through our fucking ceiling. Yeah. Bro, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then they go, bro. <laughs> Can we all just make like a fucking blood pact right now that if we ever say some like crazy ass shit like that, we gotta believe, believe each other. Believe each other. But it's gotta be true. Yeah. We can't no bullshit each other about it. Like, it's gotta be promise. Pinky promise okay. on that shit. Pinky, come here. Yes. I don't know if I have it. 
Okay. Right. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> Not the gayest thing we ever done. Yeah. So Dave, he's by guess. he's by himself. He 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 hears a piano uh, in the control room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only piano there is in the entire building is in the basement. He takes the elevator to the basement. The piano's still playing. He hears the piano. He's approaching the piano. And then it slams. The thing that holds the piano up, the guard of it. You know how like a piano has a yeah. stick and then like a big ass thing? Mm-hmm. It slams. That's probably loud as hell. Yeah. And that night, Dave quit. Good. Maybe. At least he didn't see the intruder. Yeah. Uh, honestly, maybe he did. Morgan probably did tell him. But Dave was just like, I see it to believe it. But that shit was like, okay, matter of fact, I don't need to see it to believe it. Maybe just give me a piano and that it. is good. Um. The motherfucker said that shit to me, I would have quit on site. Yeah. Story continues. Mm-hmm. Two or three months later, Dave is in a patrol car patrolling the same area. The building is now under new security by a guy named Josh Thomas. Josh Thomas radios in for backup at that building, saying there's an intruder. And he's by himself. Dave goes to the building, meets up with Josh in the back. They go through the building and, you know, nothing. The last stop was the auditorium. They go to the auditorium and in the instant I'm talking about, Dave is back towards the seats. Josh is facing Dave, Mm -hmm. facing the seats. Wait, so, okay, so are they like... Covering each other's sixes? No, no. Face to face. Josh is looking at Dave. Dave is looking at Josh, but Dave's back is towards the audience. If there was an audience. Yeah, to the chair. To the chair. To the seat. And Josh says, there's something behind you. Over David's David's shoulder, there's this guy. And he's he's dead, obviously. But he's 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 wearing a hood. And he's wearing, he has patches as if he, if he, if he's just been burnt up to mm-hmm. a crisp. Mm-hmm. Burn victim. And he, he looks at Josh. Well, I guess, well, the guy, the, it's the, the, the intruder's back was towards Josh. And when Josh, or when Dave looked, the spirit kind of snapped at him and the spirit ran out the back, mm-hmm. supposedly. And they left. Josh quit. They left. That was the last time Dave ever returned to the building, and he did more research. And Dave's and yeah, it's true that the building, um, the church, the theater, not the church, the theater, it it burned down in the 40s, with like 14 people dying, and a guy was burnt alive, and that's what it is. That's that's the smoke that Morgan smelt. That's. Oh, that, yeah, that's the dead, the burn victim. That's the burn victim that ran. That's, I don't know. That's the cause of. But the what chaos. about the elevator? I don't know. Maybe they were trying to get out. Maybe they were trying to get out. Maybe, maybe they all died in the basement. That's why the elevator couldn't mm-hmm. take them. Exactly. All right, thank you guys so much for watching. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for watching. <laughs> wow, yeah. yeah. They didn't thank know you. we were recording. I didn't know we were recording, but it worked like a great Thank you guys for joining us. Segue. Yeah. yeah, follow great. us, Instagram, TikTok. <laughs> Immediately plugs, bro. Hey, business. 
read the 22nd in Roman numerals on Spotify. It was Spotify. His lifting account. Tho Fit. Tho Training. And us on TikTok too. What's our TikTok? Uh, official AJD Industries. Same on Insta. No, Insta is just AJD Industries. No, official. No, no, Instagram is official AJD Industries. TikTok is AJD Industries. Yeah. Thank Not you guys. Up. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us for this spooky story. For the spooky episodes. We'll we have a special coming up. Yeah. We that's, will have a... That's going to be so much fun. Okay, yeah. With yeah, so, yeah. Do we want to give them a little no, bit of a... No, no. You, you guys will see soon. Just get out. ready. Yeah. It's going to be not... It's not a podcast. Yeah. Or maybe it is. It's something special. Something special hey, for sure. Let's go. Just balled on the game. Gotta worry what I'm pressing about. And I'm getting money. And you mad what you pressing about. And I took a left. You went straight and went the message. Well, you was weaving bullets. Left hey. and right until they knock you out. You was hating all in high school. Who's really laughing yeah, now? Really. And I hit my mama up. Like, what we having now? They is looking all up at their phone. Like, oh, he's spazzing now. They is liking all of them. I post because.